The iPhone 6 is here! Hooray! But amid the excitement, Apple has killed off one of its greatest inventions, the humble iPod Classic. Adventures in Tech pays tribute to an iconic gadget that paved the way for better and brighter things. Today, Apple rules the tech world, but we're journeying back to the early noughties, a tougher time for the company that found Steve Jobs trying to build on the success of the iMac. The boom in MP3s caught the company's attention, as did the fact that MP3 players of the era were lacking that something special. Apple began working on what would become its most iconic gadget, but a surprising amount of what eventually made up the iPod began life outside of Apple. For instance, the object that made the iPod possible was a 1.8-inch Toshiba hard drive. Meanwhile, the famous interface was brought in from software company Pixo, then tweaked by Apple. The same thing happened with the iPod's companion software iTunes, which started life as a program called SoundJam MP. Even Tony Fidel, who led the iPod's development, was brought in by Apple, having shopped the concept of a better MP3 player around to other tech companies. You wouldn't want to be the CEO that passed on that one. This iPod business looks familiar. You turned it down, sir? You said we'd be better off investing in a clone army. Ah, yes. A grand clone army. It was Apple itself, however, that polished the iPod to a high sheen. The accelerating scroll wheel made navigation blissfully easy, while Jobs resisted any features that would add clutter, even vetoing an on-off switch. Even the look was simple, with Johnny Ive insisting on a pure white colour scheme that extended to the earbuds and down to the charging cable. The first iPod was unveiled on the 23rd of October 2001 to universal acclaim and became an instant bestseller. Or not. Onlookers said the move was risky, that Apple was tangling with the might of Sony, or that the $399 price tag was too high, even as audiophiles worried that the format's low bitrate signalled the death of high-quality music. Slowly, however, the iPod forged its reputation. Windows compatibility in 2002 let PC owners get in on the fun, while the next year welcomed a futuristic, touch-sensitive model. Meanwhile, the iPod's iconic silhouette ads wormed their way into the public consciousness. 19 months after going on sale, Apple sold its millionth iPod. By comparison, iPhone 6 and 6 Plus sales hit 4 million in 24 hours. But iPod was becoming a phenomenon. In 2002, sales hit 10 million, then 42 million in 2005. Adjusting for inflation, that should have made Apple a grand total of $2,000. That, that can't be right. Uh, $2,000. No, no, no. Did, point, yeah. point one, yeah, I, by three. I did the point one. But you, no, I, you haven't. You know, not, not. No, a lot of money. Apple kept the momentum up, adding the iPod Mini, the iPod Nano and the iPod Shuffle, bringing colour screens, colourful casings, photos, videos, shoe sensors and limited edition iPods to eager shoppers. The iPod had a huge impact in its own right, but what's clear now is that its greatest service was to move us on to bigger, brighter things. The first iPhone was a big leap forward, but thanks to the iPod, it felt like a natural next step. Apple's gadget prepared the world for a mobile revolution, and every smartphone, tablet and smartwatch since owes it a debt. Today the classic has been discontinued, but when we tell our grandkids about the gadgets of yesteryear, this plucky product is bound to feature prominently. What do you remember about the iPod, and do you think Apple's latest tech does justice to its legacy? Let me know and check back next time for another adventure in tech.